The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger Basketball fans? We are back for the regular season opening edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. Memphis. We'll call it that. Yeah, Memphis beats South Carolina State. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah, it was by a lot. But that really was kind of secondary to James Wiseman's Memphis basketball debut. It was everything we hoped for and maybe then some. 28 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks in 22 minutes. I think he he was 11 of 14 from the floor. Six layups, five dunks, basically, and could have probably had 11 dunks. He just chose to lay some of these shots in. Uh, It was, in a lot of ways, you know, like, I never really, I was not alive for Wilt Chamberlain, but, like, with him going against South Carolina State, in a lot of ways, it kind of looked like that. He just was so much bigger, so much stronger. It It was unbelievable to watch. One of the great... Memphis basketball debuts, if not maybe the greatest Memphis basketball debut. If, if for no other reason than just the sheer anticipation of the whole thing, I mean, he, you know, he, there was a lot of buildup. There's been a lot of buildup. The man, the 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 young man, committed almost a year ago, like almost a yeah. calendar year ago, mm-hmm. and even before then, there was a lot of you know hype and talk about if he comes to Memphis and rejoins his coach, his high school coach, uh, at Memphis. And, um, it just, yeah, it was, it was, you could feel it. It was palpable inside the forum last night. There were sparks. I mean, you could, it was electric. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of how I, I, that's how I felt. Yeah. No, by the way, I'm Mark Giannato. I'm the CA sports columnist. That's Jason Munns, the tiger basketball beat writer. And no, what was, I mean, honestly, the best part about it is like, so after these two kind of uncertain uh, exhibition games where this team did not look like what we expected, they won handily, but it just didn't look right. It didn't look cohesive. It didn't look like this team that that was, you know, you know, wanted all the smoke, if you will. And and it, it made you a little nervous. And then you put Wiseman on the floor. And it looked like exactly what you wanted. Like it, it looked like, oh, this is a team full of freshmen that can maybe win a national title. Like that. I mean, it was, it was startling what the difference he made. And it was just, I mean, I've watched James probably play twenty times before this, twenty five times in high school AAU, and it's just a reminder again because I hadn't seen him in a while. Like. The way he runs the floor is unbelievable. I mean, like that is his greatest asset. He he runs like I called it like a lion chasing down his prey. I mean, he covers so much ground with his strides. It's it's almost I don't want to say I, breathtaking. It but is. It does kind of take your breath away. Just like when you. It is. It's and like, then and then he don't like this is something he developed over the last year or two since he got to Memphis. He dunks really ferociously like he <laughs> like he it's an intimidating dunk oh, it's yeah. not like he's not doing windmills and all this stuff it's just like a hard you know just tear down the rim 
how is the basket still standing type of dunk. Yeah. And and then I mean and then when he does it together, when he's running the floor and dunks like he did that tomahawk at one point that was just <laughs> unreal. Like you're just like, "Whoa." It was wild. And um and then honestly, maybe the best part of all is like his the way his teammates play when he was on the floor like everyone just looked better yeah um you had damian ball with eight assists you had you know dj jeffries had a couple dunks and four blocks it just all you know lester said like he's this last week after the second exhibition lester quinones said like you know it's like a puzzle and james is like one of the you know he's the he's the biggest piece in a lot of ways. And it looked like that. It all just came together. This vision of what Penny said this was going to look like, what we hoped it was going to look like. That's what it looked like. It looked, they looked like a great team last night and, and there's no way getting around it. It was James Wiseman's presence that, that just changed everything. And Oh, oh, by the way, six of seven from the free throw line. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think, I mean, last night, like I said, he had 11 field goals, six layups, five dunks. And, I mean, I watched him in warm-ups. The guy can shoot threes. Oh, I, I think yeah. we're going to see. I, now, the question I, like, I do think he, there'll be games where he needs to expand his game because he's, I mean, South Carolina State, let's be honest, had didn't have really anyone over six seven defending him for yeah, the most part. Yeah. And... He's going to go against bigger guys, and he's going to go against team better teams and teams that you know. Honestly, after watching that film, I'd be shot. I'd double him every time he gets the ball. I don't want him, you know. Being, and they did. I mean, they did. They did. A and they, now, a lot of his baskets were literally just Memphis just kind of throwing the ball in the air yeah. towards him, and yeah. he just went and got it and yeah. dunked it or laid it in. Right. But he's probably going to have to do more, and and the the balance for him is going to be. What he did last night, I, I, you want more of that. You want him to be able to essentially keep defenses honest by being able to hit outside shots and do some other things, but you don't want him to to rely too much on that because what you saw last night was so awesome. Even though, and this is, again, the fine line you're going to have to walk with him all season, Like even though developing his perimeter game is really what's going to help him at the next level. Right, um, like he needs to become, he'll, you know, because he's not just not going to be able to do what he did last night in the NBA. At the same time, what he did last night might be exactly what this Memphis team needs, and it's yeah. it's going to be up to Penny to figure out a balance between all that. But yeah. for one night, it just looked glorious. It was, it was, it was. Like I said, you could feel it. It was palpable. Um, there was just an energy about that room, and it was all because of him. I mean, we we yes. were in that room less than what was it a week a week earlier, mm-hmm. and I mean it, granted, it's called an arena, Jason. It's it's a bit. I mean, I guess it's a big room. Yeah, it's a big room. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and we're not in the Bahamas. This is not a ballroom, <laughs> all right? Okay, uh, a seventeen thousand seat arena. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, it was a week before we were we were in that in the arena, and. You know, it wasn't even close to the way it felt. And I mean, it, it was just, it was crazy. Um, James, you know, I, I, I talked to some people who sort of grew up with James, grew up playing with him uh, in Nashville. And I thought one of the, uh, uh, one of the guys that I talked to described him as a point forward. 
And yeah, I wouldn't go that far. He can. What James can do is he can take. He can grab a rebound, and he can bring. He can. Le- he can start a fast break by himself. I wouldn't call him a point guard, but he can b- handle the ball if he needs to. Yeah. And he can, like I said, he can start a fast break on his own. Yeah. Um, but I would not call him a point forward. Twenty-eight points, eleven rebounds, six on the offensive glass, six offensive rebounds. The team had twelve, so he had. Half of the team's offensive rebounds. Um, South Carolina State. How many offense? Any idea how many offensive rebounds they had? Six or seven. Or seven. Yeah. yeah. James had six. South Carolina State had seven. The week before against Lemoyne Owen, Memphis allowed the Magicians. Uh, I believe twenty three. Mm-hmm. Was it twenty three offensive rebounds? Yeah, something like that. It was a lot. Something crazy. Yeah. Uh, so. He's a difference maker, and that is an understatement. I mean, it's almost like silly to call him a difference maker because it's way more than that. He's yeah. a game changer. Yes, whatever. Yeah, whatever cliche you want to use, yeah. game changer, difference maker, um, eraser, the yeah. eraser. Yeah, I don't know if I like that name. No. Yeah, Penny wanted to call him the. I, I did he actually? So I someone in the media yeah. said like I think he just said he erases a lot of the yeah. stuff. I don't know if I'd call him the uh, unicorn is fine. You know, <laughs> big ticket, big ticket. I guess. Yeah. You know, although I don't, I don't understand why he likes being called the big ticket when Kevin Garnett has already kind of. It's yeah. kind of his thing. Yeah. I know it's because he loves Kevin Garnett. Right. But. Maybe we can come up with a better nickname. Do we have a good nickname for the starting lineup? Because Penny started five freshmen. Yep. He went with first time in da- Memphis history. Damian Ball. He went with uh, Boogie Ellis. He went with Lester Quinones, Precious Achua, and James Wiseman. It sounds like, from what I heard, it might it, DJ Jeffries maybe could have been in there, but after the game. Penny said uh, it sounds like he was more comfortable. He he likes having DJ off the bench. And DJ, it sounds like, is okay, according to Penny, with coming off the bench uh, because of the kind of the offensive firepower, immediate offensive firepower he can provide. And he did that last night. He had a swooping dunk along the baseline and a, and a corner three-pointer in the first half. Um, but... What do we have a nickname I I for mean, this? I mean, there's we can't call him the Fab Five. No, no. I mean, the I feel. I, I, phenomenal I, Five. I mean, the I, Phenomenal I, Five. The Feline Five. I don't know. No. Let, let's uh, let's let's let's. If anyone out there listening has any uh, suggestions, uh, feel yeah, free. Open. Feel free to uh, tweet at MGNato or at Munsley or send us an email, um, and. Let us know your suggestions. Maybe we'll have one for next week's podcast. Because we need to come up with a nickname. Yeah, for this they des- group. they deserve it. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, we 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 want to make sure we try to do it before somebody else gets to it. Because because yes. somebody somebody else will. Yes. Um. But yeah. So yeah, just a just an incredible uh, opener. And now they have UIC Illinois Chicago on Friday night. Sounds like it'll be a tougher opponent than South Carolina State. Uh, they return all five starters. I think they have three 1,000 point scorers in their starting lineup. Uh, like the, it's a, I think they're picked third in the Horizon League, but they're a contender to win the Horizon League. Yeah. Like uh, it's a good year for the Horizon League. Apparently, I like it. I mean, I, you know, I know it's game two and all, and and you and and 
Well, it's that, good. It's ramps up, and yeah. then you get Oregon next Tuesday. Right, right. Um, in Portland. They've and played I've, enough cupcakes uh, between their competition in the Bahamas, their two exhibition games. I mean, they're warmed up. They're ready mm-hmm. um, to, to face some stiffer competition, and I think that's – yeah, that's good to get this, you know, ahead of the ahead of the Oregon Oregon game for sure. Who else really impressed you last night besides James? Damian Ball, man. Like, yeah, you he, like Ball. He hit two threes. He did, and they were like back to back. They were kind of mm-hmm. on back to back possessions. Uh, but more than anything, I looked at his first half stats. He had five assists and zero turnovers in the first half. He finished with eight assists and three turnovers. So he had three and three in the in the. Um, in the second half, uh, but yeah, his first half was was uh, really really impressive. Uh, do you remember the the dish that he had to Wiseman where he like threaded the needle on a fast break? Yes, that was it was great. That was like if he is capable of that sort of thing consistently, then Penny Hardaway may not be wrong. I mean, Penny Hardaway said his last comment after roughly 10 minutes in the post-game press conference was that Damian Balk has the capability of leading the nation in assists. Now, maybe, I mean, maybe, but like lead the AAC for sure. Like if he can, if he's got, you know, if he can do what he did on that particular, uh, fast break a lot, then, uh, then, then I don't, I don't know if it's that far of a stretch to, to think that, that Damien could could really, really make uh, some noise. Well, and the thing that is also interesting, you had Ball only took three shots. Made them all. DJ took four. Lance took four. Precious only took eight. Like, besides Wiseman, who had 14 field goal attempts, no one took more than eight shots. And hopefully, like, it's, they, they played an unselfish style um, I mean, they had 21 assists and 13 turnovers, so um, pretty good assist-to-turnover ratio, and they just played unselfish, and it seemed like everyone was, I guess, seemed content. Yeah. And and Penny, I thought, very interesting after the after the game. One of, one of the things, when he was asked, like, Someone asked him, like, essentially, you know, is there, you know, this game went so well, is there anything negative you can harp on to help them improve for the next game? And the first thing Penny talked about was keeping all the noise out because, and like making sure, you know, guys aren't listening to people who are telling them you're not shooting enough, essentially, which I think throughout the offseason, we talked about that's going to be one of his challenges with this group because there's so much talent and so much highly rated talent. And not everyone is going to be able to shine every game. And uh, it was just interesting to me that Penny, even after this first game, that was on his mind. I think that's a good sign because it seems like he's just very aware, very hyper aware that he needs to, like, just because the egos seem to be in check for one game, he's got to make sure he's always managing that. Um, Yeah, yeah. I thought I found that very interesting. He was he was asked about it all off season. The players were asked about it all off season, and they all said, "I mean, what was the uh, the story? What was the anecdote? Uh, the popular anecdote that that 
as they were coming together, as this uh, group was being assembled, yeah. they got into a group chat and they all talked about being selfless and put check your ego at the ego. door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it all it all sounds great in theory, and honestly, it all work. It's it all it will all probably be fine as long as this team's winning. But you still have to do what Penny did. I mean, yeah. and, and he oh, obviously got, knows that. Well, because there's going to be, you know, there's going to be parents and friends and whatever who are telling. Who see these stat? who look at this you know, box score. And they go, you know, you, you would have been, the, you're, I mean, because honestly, here's the, the thing they run into is, you know, they've got their five starters. Like, honestly, like you go down the list, my guess is, you know, of their top nine, if you will, like Lance, Alo, I'm including inside from the starting lineup last night, Lance, Alo, Tyler, and DJ, at least seven of those guys would probably start on any AAC, other AAC team. And yet four of them are coming off, are going to be coming off the bench for Memphis. Yeah. And so that's just something Penny's going to have to manage all season and I, like I said, I think it's a good sign that he seems very hyper aware of that. So I'll ask you the same thing you asked me. Besides James, besides Damian Ball, what, whether it's a person or an aspect of the game, or- I liked what Alo did. I think Alo bring. I think I thought Alo looked like a lot more like the Alo I saw at East High School. He was he was a pest on defense. He was he he was setting teammates up on offense. Um, what what was his shooting line? He uh, in twenty minutes, uh, he was four of six from the floor, no threes, no three point attempts, no mm-hmm. free throw attempts either. Um, uh, three rebounds, eight points, mm-hmm. two assists, two turnovers, three steals. Mm-hmm. He's gonna fill up the. I I, lo- I loved what he gave them off the bench. The energy he provided, especially defensively, and he was. Beaming in the post game press conference. I yeah, mean, nineteen, I, you know, twenty minutes. And, he and just he brought he he like like Damian. He's a guy who can affect the game without the ball in his hands, and that is going to be crucial on a team where there are a lot of guys. Like you know, you go down the roster. Like James needs the ball in his hands. Precious needs the ball in his hands. Boogie needs the ball in his hands. DJ needs the ball in his hands. And so having a guy like Alo who can who's more than happy to do all the other stuff. The glue guy, the dirty one. Yes. Yep. I, I think you saw last night just how important he is going to be for this team this season. Yep. Uh, any sort of, I guess, thought that he was going to he was going to kind of be pushed out of the rotation a little bit with all these new guards. I think last night showed he does some things that they don't, you know, they don't uh, other, no one else on the roster does. And that that's going to be really important for them moving forward. Yeah. He's got a lot of intangibles. I mean, he really does. And and Penny has said it. uh, He's talked a lot the last couple of weeks. Penny has about, about Alex Lomax and how he's kind of an extension of him. He's the guy who knows Penny's, um, system and scheme better than anybody because he's played for him since he was a sixth grader. So, yeah, I mean, there are going to be games where Alex doesn't just light it up, but, you know, the coaches know what's up. Now, and, now one one concern, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you this, and I think I know where you're going. Six of 20 from three-point range. Look at Look at Boogie, Lester, and Tyler Harris combined. Two for 14. Yeah, I think that'll be better. 
they're, they're not going to shoot that very often. I would agree. But I'll be honest, Tyler hasn't shot the ball well in either exhibition game or this first game. Lester has not shot the ball well at all. Boogie, only in one game, has shot the ball well. And what you're going to see after this game, after what Wiseman did, there's going to be even more attention on him defensively. Like, There's no way in my mind Illinois-Chicago is going to let James Wiseman just dominate at the rim like he did. Like, you just can't. Like, to me, you look at you look at this film and you're going to go, all right, we got to make, we got to get the ball out of Wiseman's hands, which means there's going to be open three-pointers. And that's what the, that's what the, when Penny set up this roster, that's what he had in mind. Like, James and Precious are going to draw a bunch of attention down low and it's going to open up for these shooters in Boogie and Lester and Tyler. Um, and they're going to have to hit those shots. I think they will eventually, but you know, when they play Oregon six of 20, I don't think we'll cut it. Nope. Um, so, but it was one game and I, like I said, I find it hard to believe those three are going to combine to shoot two of 14 from yeah. three point range very often. And they were missing good shots. It wasn't like, like Tyler was one of seven from three. There were not very many. I don't know, even know if any of those seven, I would tell them don't shoot that. Yeah. Like they were good shots. And he you just, they just weren't falling. Yeah. And you want, and you can't tell those guys to stop taking good looks. No, you got it. Shoot or shoot. That's right. I mean, even when they're not falling, you got to let them work through it. I mean, you know, you, you start, you start, if you start putting, you know, planting seeds of doubt in their mind or, uh, whatever you, you affect their confidence and that's worse than anything. That's worse than letting them go one, one of seven from, from three. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, you know, Penny used, he, he called DJ Jeffries a starter Mm -hmm. last, Mm -hmm. last night in the postgame press conference. Do you think that starting Lester over DJ has more to do with the fact that Lester gets better looks because James when James Wiseman is and Precious Chua are on the floor. Like, I mean, I think Penny the way Penny explained it is I think he wants that guy coming off the bench as a six man who will come in and give them an immediate offensive spark. And whereas Lester is more of a guy who needs someone to set him up to score? Right. DJ can can, can generate offense himself. Yep. And he's he's probably him and Precious are the two most versatile guys on the roster. It appears right. in terms of positionally, and so that that listening to Penny, I think that's what he was thinking there. Um, is that is that DJ really gives you that spark you want off the bench now? That being said, as I've said all along, I don't think I don't think the line the starting lineup we saw last night, I don't think will just be the starting lineup the entire year. I think Penny will experiment with some things if Do you he think feels that starts, like he, No, I think I mean they played so well, I think he goes with okay. the same starting lineup against Illinois Chicago. Okay. Um and then defensively, they they had a rough start in that game defensively. Uh they couldn't but then it seemed like the last eight minutes of the first half, I think they held South Carolina State to one field goal and really played well the rest of the game. I think South Carolina State shot 36.2% for the game. How many At, shots did they take? They took 58. And and I would say they probably shot, like, at, take out 
take out the first 10 minutes of that game, like over the last 30 minutes of the game, they probably shot 20% from the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they came out hot. They and did. Were, <laughs> and were making a bunch of shots. I mean, when did, when was their last lead? Hold on, let me... It was probably around that eight-minute mark of the first half, something like that. Yeah, I can't find it. It was when ever. they stopped hitting shots, when Memphis started locking them down. Yeah, but I mean, they were leading for... Yeah. I mean, they hit their first five shots of the game. I know that. Right. Um, And so even as James Wiseman was dunking everything, they were keeping pace for a while. But um, defensively, it seemed like Memphis found found itself uh, as that game wore on. And so it was really a complete performance. And again, you know, obviously an inferior competition. It's going to get especially the next two games. It's going to progressively get tougher. But you had to have been encouraged by what you saw as a whole and then just in awe of what you saw from James Wiseman in that game. So you got it. You come away after, you know, you came probably came away tepid after those two exhibition games. I'd say, you know, the, the, all the, all the sort of expectations and anticipation you had all off season, like it should be back after that game because that was, that was awesome to watch. And, they they looked like a dangerous dangerous team in that game. Even going against South Carolina State, yeah. just the way they played, they looked like a a team that is going to be a force to be reckoned with this season. Yeah, I just I I kept hearing like the replay in my head from the Bahamas when Penny when Penny was asked after what he saw after the way he saw his team perform in the Bahamas without Precious Achua without James Wiseman. And he said, "The prospect of of that team, and then adding those two, be, it, he called it scary." Mm-hmm. And I, I would venture to say that that South Carolina State was a little bit scared. They're frightened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So that's all. It's kind of one of the many things that was rattling around in my brain was 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 Penny Hardaway uh, and his description of what his team could be. Interesting. Well. We will uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to Portland next week. So we got U- Illinois-Chicago Friday at FedEx Forum. Then Oregon-Memphis in Portland next Tuesday. Me and Jason will both be there on the West Coast. And, uh, and we're going to re- t- record from there, right? We're going to bring a podcast to the masses. Are we going to do that? I mean, okay. I'm sure that if you are, yeah, maybe po- maybe post game Tuesday night. Yeah, that feels, um, that feels right, right. At we'll give you a immediate reaction. Yeah. to Memphis, Oregon, the first big game of the year, if you will. Nice. Um, should be a lot of fun. I've never been to Portland, so I'm really looking forward to that. Me neither. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Memphis the next two games as the competition starts to ramp up a little bit. Uh, so uh, make sure you're checking out CommercialAppeal.com throughout the week. Me and Jason will have plenty of coverage of all things Tiger basketball. Uh, Till next week, I was Mark. I was joined by Jason. James Wiseman. The Tiger Basketball Podcast can be found each week during the regular season at CommercialAppeal.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Tiger Basketball Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.